Welcome back inside the Pensacola Bay Center as we get set for the quarterfinal of the Sunbelt Conference Tournament between the one seed James Madison and the eight seed Marshall. I'm Corey Spector, now joined by James Madison head coach Sean O'Regan. Well, Coach, you, you've had this postseason experience a bunch in the CAA. Obviously, you're first now in the Sunbelt Conference. You come down here to Pensacola. Your overall impressions of the conference, what they're doing here in Pensacola and your experience so far over the last couple of days? Uh, it's like it's definitely an event, um, and there's a there's a certain buzz around it. It's, it's how you'd want a conference tournament to be set up. Uh, you know, I, you know. To me, it's um, I think it's good to see other teams in the hotel. I think that's just part of the buzz. And so um, I thought we had that a lot at um, when we did it with the CA and the Gaylord at, at Showplace Arena. I just thought having everybody stay at the Gaylord together, you know, having a banquet, which they don't do here. I just think it creates a little bit more of that. Uh, student athlete experience so to speak so a um, little bit different here you know you're not at a at a host hotel you're a little bit spread out but um, I believe we got Texas State Old Dominion um, maybe a couple others at our hotel um, and you mix it with the men's teams and I think um, it just it just creates a little bit more buzz and so um, there's certainly more people around um, and it's uh, I, I've just been I've been from the moment we got to the Sun Belt, I think they've done everything the right way. And so um, this is just another step towards that is I think they're committed to um, just building a buzz around around basketballs. And, and that's not to say they're not doing anything for anybody else, but um, I've been really pleased with, with this experience so far and, and um, what they've done with basketballs in general. Now for you individually, lots of experience doing this in the postseason. That being said, I'd imagine – for some reasons, it might feel like the first normal conference tournament experience since 2018, maybe five years ago. 2019, lots of injuries leading into that first game. 2020, COVID hits. 2021, you're still kind of dealing with COVID. And then last year, you didn't get the opportunity to participate. Is there kind of a newness to this feeling to you again? Uh, I, yeah, new. I would say more of a know, uh, refreshed Um you know, um, new for the second time type of thing. Um, because again, this, this reminds me of like what it was at the show place, um, back when we, we had that. So, um, yeah, but, but I would say the most, um, regular that I've had in, in a long time, um, you know, the 2019 was, was two broken hands really instantly. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, from there it's the, it's the COVID saga. So, um, yeah, I think this is the, the first kind of regular one in a long time. And, and um, you know, for me, it's it's the first time we've had it at a neutral site, you know, what, since 2016, I think that was. Um, that was the last time we did a neutral site. And so, um, you know, it, it brings back memories for me. And, and, and you know, one thing it, that I, I feel like we've talked about a lot as a group is that um, – no matter what, in a conference tournament setting, when you have you have to win three games, um, you know you've got your major players, but there's going to have to be a couple different people that step up beyond what their numbers say. Um, and so that's what I'm looking forward to, and, and bringing back some of those memories has brought me back to some of those experiences. Whether you know throwing names out like Kiara Francisco or throwing names out like Ania Young, um, that you would never consider even any sort of. Um, huge impact player for James Madison over the years, but I, I can remember very specific moments where they helped us win games. You know, generally as a coach too, you know, you've done this throughout the season based on different places you go. I can remember the Southern Miss trip. You let the team go visit New Orleans for a night. How do you balance letting these student athletes enjoy their time down in Florida versus also remaining focused on the task at hand? 
I mean, yeah, we talked about it a little bit last night. You know, I wish this thing was in Wisconsin. Uh, they'd be in the hotel room and we'd be studying film. But, um, you know, my staff seems to think that um, seeing, seeing a beach and seeing water, uh, feeling nice air uh, helps refresh and fill cups up. So uh, I could buy into that. I could buy into that. Uh, and I'm certainly not going to lie. It's, it's something that, you know, I don't mind sitting out and, and poking my head out of my balcony just to see. Um, just see the water and feel, and feel the air a little bit. So, um, you know, for, for me, as long as we're focused, um, you know, they, they know why we're here. We're on a business trip and we're trying to win this thing. And so, um, yeah, would I let them go swim in the ocean? Absolutely. But, um, you know, we're not, we're not up, you know, till 1 a.m. last night hanging out at, at wherever. So uh, they, we know it's a business trip, but we've been down here since Tuesday night. And so uh, you, want, you want to make sure they enjoy themselves. James Madison head coach Sean O'Regan with us ahead of the quarterfinal matchup for the Dukes against the Marshall Thundering Herd. So, obviously last week didn't go your way on senior day, and you played the same team in the first game since. How much do you let your team think about that game, allow it to be motivation for today, or is that game just completely in the past? You haven't even talked about it the last week. I mean, you can't ignore it. Um, You know, it is what it is, but that – this is not about anybody else but us, and so um, that was not us. Uh, anybody that's watched us all year long, um, I think, saw a very different team on senior night for whatever reason, and I'm not here to search and, and pick at it to figure out what it was because uh, it was an outlier for me. And so, um, you know, we, we really focused on us and, and making sure we get back to doing the things that, that got us here, right? And got us the, the, the quote-unquote one seed, which I'm not talking about seeds very much at all because I don't think that's a, that's a thing anymore. Um, but for me, it's, you know, we watch it like any other game, right? We, we didn't defend. Um, we rebounded fine, but it's, it's easy to rebound more, more shots when you shoot 25%. Um, so I'm not here to, to write home to mom about um, how, how we rebounded well. There, there's so many other factors that, that go into that. So, um, no, we, we got to get back to being us. I thought we got really stagnant on offense and did some things I haven't seen us do all year. Um, and we just let them get going defensively uh, on our defensive end and, and let, you know, Harness, who averages, I think her, her last five is like 2.4 points a game, and she is 6'3". So uh, very uncharacteristic for us. Um, so, yeah, it's been talked about. It's been thrown away all in the same breath to answer your question. Gotcha. Makes sense. You know, this week, a couple of awards for your team. Peyton McDaniel gets sixth woman of the year. Kiki Jefferson gets conference player of the year. Last time Kiki was on a stage like this was two years ago as a sophomore. She put in 31 points in a conference tournament game. I'm not going to ask for specifics, coach, but just overall, how do you handle the the chats with Kiki? Do you kind of let her be? Do you go up to her and tell her how much of a leader she is and what she does or, or just leave her in her airspace? Oh, same, same as every other game. Same, same routine. Um, I tell her before every game she's the best player on the floor, and that's no different. That's no different today or, or throughout this tournament, and she's proved that. Um, but th- this thing is, uh, you know, I hope Kiki scores 30. That'd be great. But uh, this thing will all be about our, our whole crew and, and everybody stepping up and, and contributing where they can, whether it's um, coming off the bench and hitting one three or, or Peyton hopefully hitting five. You know, so. Um, Nothing's going to change with my approach. I was really happy for Kiki to get player of the year. I think it's well-deserved. I think it's something she's always wanted. Um, and I was glad they got that, that recognition for her. And so, um, you know, outside of that, I mean, this is this is business as usual, of course, right? And so I think if you build this up to be bigger than what it is, 
Um, I think you can lose focus on, on winning the 40 minutes. It's, it's our whole focus. And so um, we're certainly not playing it down. They know what's at stake, right? But um, for me, it's, it's not gonna, I'm not going to blow her up more than I would or not going to talk to her less than I would. It'll be the same routine. And, and um, you know, my whole goal is getting her to believe that she's unstoppable, which I think she is, uh, when she has the right balance. Earlier, you mentioned Tara Harness going off for six threes for Marshall. Abby Beeman had a really good floor game for them as well a week ago. And obviously, they have Rochelle Scott, who's their leading scorer. But it probably starts and finishes with Abby Beeman. So how can your team do a little bit of a better job defending her today, making sure she doesn't get others involved and get her own scoring going as well? Beeman, Beeman's tough. Um, and you know what? She, she dominated the game yesterday, too, with, with like quadruple double numbers uh, against Coastal Carolina. So... Um, you know, I, I, I can't say we're going to, like, totally shut her down. I think she's a good enough player where even if you trap her, um, she's able to get the ball out of the trap pretty easily, and, and she lets the team do the work from there. And so um, we just got to make it hard. The first time we played them, uh, I believe she only had 15. Um, and, you know, that, that's that's more like it. You know, to, to me, she can't – she's more dangerous when she's able to get others involved and not just score herself. Um but the kid's a player, and she, she takes this very seriously, and you can see she's a very determined kid. Um, and I got a lot of respect for her. Um, but we got to just make everything hard for her. Uh, it can't allow her to really get Tara Harness six threes, right? So if she if, if Abby gets her average and Harness gets her average, I think we're in better shape than if, if Beeman, Beeman gets her average and Tara Harness goes 16 points better than her average. So, um, yeah, we got to work it out for her, but our team is focused on it, and um, – and they'll, they'll be ready for the challenge. Coach, appreciate the time. As always, best of luck today. Thanks, Corey. We'll take a break. We'll have more coverage here from Pensacola as James Madison gets set for Marshall in the quarterfinal of the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. You're listening to JMU Women's Basketball on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network.